Welcome to the GPCA podcast, where we spotlight the chemicals market in the Arabian Gulf and beyond. This podcast is proudly presented by the Gulf Petrochemicals and Chemicals Association, the voice of the downstream hydrocarbon industry in the Arabian Gulf. Each episode will provide you with exclusive insights on the latest industry trends and stimulate conversations featuring industry leaders and experts from the region and the world. If you're new to this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Now, to your host. Hello, and welcome to the 15th GPCA Annual Forum. My name is Aslil Al-Bassam. I'm a research specialist at GPCA, and I'm also leading one of the new initiatives launched by GPCA, the GPCA Youth Committee. With me today is a very special guest, Mr. Abdelaziz Al-Adan, Executive Vice President of Corporate Human Resources at SABIC. Mr. Abdelaziz, thank you for taking the time to join us today and welcome to Dubai and to our annual forum. Thank you very much, Asil. Happy to be here. It's very nice to have you with us. If you'll allow me to jump into the questions right away. Um, as you have just heard, I'll be leading the GPCA Youth Committee. Um, with GPCA, it's a very exciting new initiative. But uh, given your position and your role, I wanted to understand um, basically what is the role of the GPCA Youth Committee in supporting talent development in the regional chemical industry? Well, let me first uh, uh, just mention that I'm extremely, I feel privileged that I was, I was part of the initiation of the Leaders of Tomorrow initiative at uh, GPCA. So I'm very happy and excited about the progress, the development, the growth that has been uh, demonstrated by, by the whole team. Um, when we look at the context today in terms of changing uh, economies, changing uh, platforms, the whole COVID impact and what's taking place, it's really essential that our youth really starts focusing on supporting large companies, SABIC and the likes of SABIC, on really strategizing of what tomorrow could look like. It's very important to creates this very strong connection between the, the future leaders and the existing ones. And I think the trick in, in achieving that optimum value is the buildup of that bridge between both. And I think that's exactly what you guys are doing. Thank you, Mr. Abdelaziz. And I think you've also highlighted a good point here about connecting. And I think one of the reasons why we've created this platform is to basically connect the youth and have a platform for them to basically share knowledge and hopefully help in the sustainable development of the industry. You've also highlighted um, about COVID, and I just wanted to jump into the next question about that. So in your opinion, how has the pandemic uh, changed how employees work and how they're supported? And what was your experience with SABIC when it comes to that? Well, that's, that's an excellent question, and it's, not, uh, it's kind of becoming the question of the time. I think there are two types of looking at it. One is looking at COVID as a situation, as a pandemic, a pure pandemic, and how the question becomes, how are we going to respond to it? Yeah. The second opportunity of looking at it, or a chance to look at it, is looking at COVID as an accelerator of change that has been happening for the last five, six years. Uh, the latter option of looking at it really opens up opportunities of how we could look at the new norm, the new buzzword, the new norm. What's going to happen tomorrow? What are things going to look like? If we just can encapsulate um, the change in COVID as a pandemic, as painful as it was, we might be losing value or just leaving value on the table. If we look at it from a much more strategic point of view and we look at that COVID was just an accelerator of change, then it opens up a horizon of opportunities. So we need to ask questions of what does capability look like now? It's kind of reimagining what capabilities are. The classical way of looking at it is just that 
the triangle of, of people, tools, and processes. When you think about it right now, all of the three have changed. And all have the influence on what could be the future operating model. At SAVIC, we've, we've created a, uh, we started off by creating an initiative of exploring what the new norm would look like. And uh, this was in the uh, peak of the initiative, so uh, mid-2020. As we started to move forward, we actually found out that this is not going to be just a one-time off engagement. It's going to be a continuous review of a, an extremely fluid situation. And it's still happening right now. It's not yet solid. So we're still, so we decided to make that instead of a, just a kind of a, a project with a well-defined beginning and end, we kicked it off with a much more open structure, including all stakeholders in the organization. So we are not defining the new norm for the organization, but we're bringing the insight of what's happening outside and including all stakeholders from, from SABIC with all different groups, whether it's the SABIC Women's Network, whether it is the Silk Group, which is the SABIC and Leadership Council, um, focus groups, and we're working on developing uh, a point of view, if I would call it, that would describe what the, uh, the new norm would look like for SABIC tomorrow. The main theme, of course, is agility and well-being of employees. Those two themes are going to be center stage to kind of the end state, if we would call it an end state of the new norm, or what is it going to look like for SABIC. I think that these are very good points that you've highlighted. And when you talk about the new norm, this actually leads me to my next question here. I wanted to understand from you is, do you think remote working is here to stay? Because I know when COVID happened, a lot of people were working remotely. Um, everything changed, like the work environments have changed. So do you think that remote work is here to stay? And what impact does it have on managing a workforce? Well, <clears throat> remote work has been there for a while. It, it's, it's kind of prior to the pandemic. The pandemic kind of, kind of made it more visible. It was, uh, in many cases, the only option for, for uh, businesses to continue and flourish. Uh, but when you look at the data and, and uh, how people responded to working from home, it varies. Some people found that it was very productive. They were able to continue working uh, with their companies, with their colleagues, and connect with them, assuming that the right infrastructures are in place. Uh, others kind of find it, found it difficult for them. And this has nothing to do, I mean, we've looked at age groups, we've looked at um, nature of work, it varies. So the data is all over the place. The question becomes, uh, first of all, I think what is most important is that we do not encapsulate the new norm in the working from home arrangements. It's one element, it's an important element, but the future of work is much more broader it's, it's much more wider. It touches the work itself. It touches the, the workforce themselves. It touches the workplace. So all three elements need to be looked at. Um, is it emerging as an option for many organizations? Absolutely. And I think the trick is going to be uh, making it fit for purpose. So organizations or, or um, parts of the organization that are um, able to fulfill their work uh, from a distance, that's going to be a very positive approach. But we always need to keep in mind as well that there's a challenge with the uh, remote work, which is the, uh, the, the, the uh, I would call it the compilation or the creation and sustainability of the corporate culture itself. Today, people work together physically, they're very close, so they're able to feed off of each other in terms of values, 
inspiration, engagement, and, and, and so on, uh, remote work takes that a bit away. We, we lose part of that. Uh, so it, it should not be a, a detractor. It's not, it should not be a, a showstopper for us to do that. But it uh, inspires us to think of new ways and means, really, to sustain corporate cultures. I think that's very interesting that um, you've highlighted this. And I believe you've touched upon agility in one of the uh, previous questions, which also leads me to my other question. Um, what can companies do to ensure workforce agility and fostering a culture of cooperation in the new reality? Well, agility is, is really the theme of, of tomorrow. And I think that the best group positioned to bring this agility is actually you and the rest of your group, the future leaders. It's all about agility. It's all about connections and collaborations. So we're moving away slowly but surely, uh, and specifically, uh, specifically in the chemical industry, from rigid hierarchies. We're, we're used, and maybe it's a demand, of course, of the industry itself, is that there needs to be a very strong hierarchy, very strong policies, very strong procedures. We're working uh, with, uh, with hazardous material, uh, safety at plants, all of these topics. But in order for us to move forward, the, gen the new generation is coming uh, into workforce with a completely different mindset. Um, and, and this is becoming a buzzword. The, the existing leaders, the leaders at, that are driving success or building success uh, from today, of course, have the knowledge, the know-how. But the, the value that is, bring, that's, that is being brought in by the new workforce, the new generation, is the new thought process. Uh, they think about problems. You guys think about problems differently. Um, and that's why I started my, my, my dialogue with the bridge between the two. You have the knowledge and the expertise, and you have the new ways of thinking. Um, building that bridge and making it um, sustainable for both groups creates that agility that everyone requires. And I think that's the key to moving into the future. Um, it's actually interesting that you uh, highlighted the word bridge because this is something that we're actually targeting within the youth committee itself. We kind of want to bridge the minds of the future leaders um, and the um, industry leaders now to help basically create a mentor-mentee kind of relationship between them in which they share experiences and then they can build on that based off of, uh, off of the communications that they have. Um, so, more on the youth now. Um, what message do you have for our young professionals from the GCC who are seeking a career in the chemical industry? How can they prepare for the skills that they need now and basically to be successful in the jobs that they want to take on within the chemical industry and the petrochemical industry? Uh, Asil, I could not think of a better time for people to join the industry uh, than now. Uh, the, the amount and diversity of challenges that are presented today are fit for new ways of thinking. The new ways of thinking are being brought in by the new workforce, by the new leader, the emerging leaders. It's that, it's that capability of looking at things differently from a completely different angle. Um, I would say that context allows for an opportunity that sometimes that does not present itself. Um, there was the boom, if I would reflect on the, uh, the setup, for example, of the situation in Saudi Arabia, there was the boom um, close to 50 years ago. What we're on the verge of is uh, new opportunities, uh, completely new capabilities, new ways of thinking. Uh, what I would expect and urge uh, the leaders of tomorrow, really, uh, and, and talent of the industry, 
is to embrace the challenge, uh, be resilient, think of relationships differently, and reinvent processes. And that, that was kind of the encapsulation that uh, the Vice Chairman and CEO Yusuf Banyan, the Chairman of GPCA, mentioned this morning. That was a great encapsulation of opportunities for the youth. Jump on it, it's a great opportunity. And uh, being realistic about it, I have to say, I say to you and everyone else, we need you. <laughs> this is your time. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Abdelaziz. I believe this is great advice. Myself and all the others, all the other youth that are surrounded um, will be very, uh, very excited to hear this from you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today and to share your insights. Um, it was a pleasure speaking to you and to learn from you. Um, that's all we have for today. Until next time, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the GPCA podcast. If you want to stay up to date and receive notifications about the next podcast, subscribe to our channel. This podcast was presented by the Gulf Petrochemicals and Chemicals Association, the voice of the downstream hydrocarbon industry in the Arabian Gulf. For more information about GPCA, please visit our website at www.gpca.org.ae. Join the conversation online. Follow us on our social media listed in the channel description and share your feedback. Thank you.